Friends, we just wanted to take a moment to tell you how very thankful we are for each of you. Thank you so much for being a part of the Sweet Run podcast. And it brings us a lot of joy. So we're happy that you're here. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving. And we are thankful for you guys. Welcome to the Sweet Run podcast, your source for all things running and travel in super fun destinations around the world. We're your hosts, Gerald Mitchell and Natalie Mitchell. Welcome to episode 58 of the Sweet Run Podcast. And this week, we are so happy to welcome Megan Flanagan to the show. Megan is a running and strength coach, a certified personal trainer, and the founder of Strong Runner Chicks, a running community dedicated to educate, empower, and connect women and girls. I love the sound of that. Megan is also an avid trail runner. She has experience as a former Division I steeplechaser, and she's also an obstacle course racer. Megan is also a road runner, and she is training for a spring marathon. So we talk about all of those things in the first half of this conversation. And in the second half of the conversation, we talk about where she lives in Golden, Colorado. Megan loves her town of Golden. It is so beautiful there. And she tells us the best places to run, where to dine out, great races, and so much more in Golden. We hope you guys love this conversation and we wish you a very happy Thanksgiving, a beautiful day with your family, and we hope that you'll have a chance to listen to this episode on your run sometime today. So here we go. We just wanted to take a moment to give a big shout out to our sponsor, Inside Tracker. Fall is here, you guys. It's already November. I can hardly believe it. And races are well underway. We all want to run our very best and let the training that we've been putting in show. And that's where Inside Tracker comes in because they help you answer the question, what is going on inside my body? It's a science-backed, trackable action plan that Inside Tracker provides. You go and you get your blood drawn and they do the rest. And they give you a comprehensive plan and show you what it is that you're missing, what you're doing really great at, what you might need help with. And it's all laid out for you. It's really an awesome plan and it helps you complete the whole picture of where you're trying to go as an athlete and as a person. So we have a great code for you. Of course we have a code for you. 25% off with the code SWEETRUN gets you a really sweet deal, 25% off of everything that they have to offer. So take advantage of this and find out what's going on inside your body. A big thanks to Inside Tracker. And now, friends, please enjoy our conversation with Megan Flanagan. Well, Megan Flanagan, welcome to the Sweet Run Podcast. We're really happy to have you. Thank you. Really happy to be on the show. I was uh, just listening to Kara Goucher and some other big names and just am honored to to be, um, you know, joining the Sweet Run podcast today. And yeah, I can't wait to share more about Golden Colorado as well. Yeah, we're excited to learn and share who you are and the wonderful town of Golden. I know. Right. We have been to Golden one time to visit some friends. It's been like a long, time. a long time, but I just remember it was beautiful and we went on some hikes and some runs. And so I can't wait to, to get your perspective on it. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've only been here since June, so going on six months, but it's definitely a hidden gem and a great spot to be in the front range. So not far from Boulder either. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of the best of both worlds. Well, before we dive into all things golden, we want to tell everyone listening a little bit about you, um, Megan, the runner. So one of the questions that, that when I was getting ready for this, one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about was you seem so like entrenched in the trail world, but I know when you and I have talked, because I was on your podcast before we talked about the road marathon and all of that. So I wanted to ask you, like, where do you feel like, do you love trail running more or road running or a little bit of both? Yeah, that's a great question. I would probably say my heart's more in trail running. Some people actually know me more from Spartan races and obstacle courses, and I've kind of veered away from that recently. Um, I do still love road though, and I've actually switched gears. So right now I'm training for a 5k here in a couple weeks and then a Eugene road marathon in the spring. So yeah, it's kind of nice to do both, but I would say like where my heart lies. If I had to choose one, I'd probably pick trails, but it's a, it's a hard call. I mean, road has some great races and really memorable experiences too. Now, how did you get your start in uh, trail running? Yeah. So I had moved to Utah. Um, I would probably say that was really where I broke into trail running after, uh, graduating from college. I'd ran in college, did some steeplechase and I always loved cross country, something about, I just thrived. I think my dad had joked when I was a young runner that I just thrived when the conditions were not great, you know, when there were Hills and it was raining and, you know, mud everywhere. And so, I just sort of naturally gravitated towards the trails and then Utah's just gorgeous. I mean, so is Colorado. So is everywhere out West really. So moving out West was just the start. And, you know, I started to see that there were a lot of trail races happening. And then I, I think I found X Terra trail series up in Ogden. They had a national trail championship and I just hopped in and said, why not, you know, for a national championship, it was kind of small, close knit and really great experience. And then, um, ended up in Portland for two years and now in Colorado. So it's sort of just, yeah, I guess once you get into trails, it's like, like with road, right. You sort of like veer in there. And I think I tried a half marathon and then slowly worked up in distance to, you know, 20 milers or 30 K 50k and now I'm signed up for Leadville next year and yeah so my gosh it's gonna be big going for the big one I know that is exciting um Mm -hmm. I remember when we had Kara Goucher on the show she had talked about her experience with Leadville so I don't think she recommended it (laughs) (laughs) yeah not many people do but you love trail running so much I think I honestly feel like this is going to be right up your alley yeah, well, I'm excited, but I remind myself it's like right, right now I'm switching gears to road and then trails will come back and yeah, it'll be exciting. It'll be exciting for sure. Do you feel like becoming a trail runner and kind of focusing a lot of time um, and, you know, and, and mileage on that helps you to be a faster road runner? You know, I think it's more the other way around. I've noticed more really fast road runners just you know, crush it on the trails when they get into trail. I don't know about the other way around. I'm trying to think of many trail runners. I almost feel like they haven't gone back, but it probably does to an extent, right? Like it really builds your 
um, obviously hills, you know, like hopping on a, a hill course would be, um, I just feel like the trails to be honest, have slowed me down, but I mean, it's been worth it, right? Like they've also helped prevent injury and I've gotten stronger and there's been other good parts of it, but I've noticed the benefits more so coming off of a fast marathon cycle or a fast road season to then get back on the trails and go, Oh, wow, this feels easier than I thought it would. Yeah. So that makes maybe sense. Could go both. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now you're tra- you're going to be training for the Eugene Marathon coming up in the spring. Do you have um, some specific goals that you want to share about that? Yeah, I would really like to break three. I'm pretty close, and so three hours has been just something I'd, I had on kind of as a goal for a while now. Uh, but at the same time, you know, if that doesn't happen, I'll be okay. I think I'm also excited just to get back on like 5K, 10K, and half training and hopefully PR and at least one of those leading up to the race. So also haven't broken 40 in the 10 K, which I feel like needs to happen, you know, with the sub three marathon. So hopefully one or two of those might come true along the way. Yeah. And then now for you running that tire kind of spectrum of races, what's your distance of choice? Yeah, that's such a tough question. You know, if you would have asked me like a year or two ago, I probably would have said a trail half or 25, 30 K. But, um, my, uh, oh, my dog might try and join us too, but he's just chilling. (laughs) Uh, But now I think, you know, 50 K might be it because it's a little more of a push similar, probably to road marathons. It's something you really do need to put in the time and train for, but it's also not, I don't know, to me, 50 miles feels like a long time. So it, it feels reasonable for half a day or three to four hours or however long 50 Ks too, that can range, right? Like the based on the terrain. So you never know how long you'll be out there, but probably, yeah, 30 to 50 K would be. You're in are like fast, Megan, because I was looking back on your social media and you won a 30 K race this summer. It wasn't it your first race when you moved to Colorado. It was. Yeah. Um, you know, I would say too, sometimes the races are smaller in trail, which is nice. It sometimes makes you feel like, Oh my goodness, I'm all the way up here. But, um, yeah, that was, that was a really cool experience. And also I did not do my research on that course before. So I showed up and realized that we got up to 12,000 feet and I live at 6,000. So I live at altitude, but it's not quite 12,000, which is also, uh, I think Leadville's around 12 at the max. So, Hopefully we'll do that again next summer or something similar to prep. Yeah, the difference between 6,000 and 12,000 is like huge. (laughs) (laughs) Talk about thin air. air. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Do you all live at altitude or? No. Oh my gosh, we're we're at sea level. level. I wish I could, I honestly, I do. I wish I could take like six months and like move to altitude and see what it would do for my training because I mean, I've, always trained at sea level so yeah. it would be kind of neat to see what i could do with some altitude Definitely. training yeah it is interesting right like you're um at altitude i think there's some sort of conversion so if you're normally running 620 pace at altitude it might be 640 and you're going to get the same benefit from a slower pace which is kind of cool yeah. yeah we were in flagstaff this summer um for a training camp and i remember the first day running and just it was an easy run and I was like, oh my gosh, I can really feel the difference. And then the second day, I really was like sucking wind. It took like some days before I finally felt like somewhat normal. So. 
Yeah. Yeah. The funny thing too, is like, I mean, it, sometimes people say it feels great. I just went to sea level for a race and I hardly noticed it, but it might've been all the other factors, you know, the heat and the humidity in Texas. So oh. I felt oh, yeah, like, gosh, yeah. I should feel a little better, but you never know. So, yeah. Well, one of the things that I love about you is the community that you've started. I mean, Strong Runner Chicks, the community and the podcast and like everything that you're doing with that. And that's how we first got to know each other. So for everyone listening, will you tell us a little bit about how Strong Runner Chicks got started? Sure. Yeah. So it's something that has actually, it's been a I kind of call it an online community. We have sort of in-person components too. I think the past couple of years have been mostly virtual, but you know, it, it started out as me being a college student and just seeing that there was really a need to talk about more topics that weren't being discussed like body image and mental health and, you know, just a way to bring women together that weren't necessarily on the same team because, you know, in college I had great teammates and a coach, but I thought that there should be another platform to share stories from other people and to learn and grow. And I was of course an avid runner's world reader, but runner's world didn't necessarily appeal to someone that was training at that level collegiately. So I think that was sort of the catalyst of starting it as a college and high school distance runner platform. Um, It has since grown and I would say followed me sort of throughout my experience in running. And so now it's really a way not only in person, we've had one retreat and then we've done a few virtual events as well, but, you know, not just a way to connect with others, but really a way to learn and grow in the running community. And I hope to just continue with that and find a way to give back to more young girls through it as well. So Mm, that is really awesome. I didn't realize that. And I love that because, you know, I, I, as a cross, a high school cross country coach, I just coached my first full season um, and just seeing like, you know, these young girls, they're 14, 15, 16 years old, and they're so impressionable and still trying to figure out so much about themselves and to have a network like that. That's really, really special. Yeah, thanks. We're hoping to, like I said, tap more into that and figure out how we can be a part of it. I know a lot of us are involved in Girls on the Run, myself included. And so finding a way to do that, whether it's a scholarship fund or like us volunteering more often, I think would be really cool. Yeah. And how have you seen the community evolve over the time you've been doing it? Because if you started college, high school focused, now these ladies are adults and beyond and all this stuff. So how, how's that evolved yeah. for you? I will say that's been pretty cool too. Um, even we we did our first retreat in 2018 uh, and we'd been around since about 2015. So some people have been following along for two or three years by then. Um, and I would say it was really cool to see like the impact that SRC, we call it Strong Runner Chicks, has had on them. They had said, oh, I read your blogs back when blogs were more of a thing or your articles and maybe started listening to some of our podcasts and that had impacted them. And so that was cool to see like some people that had recovered from whether it was an eating disorder or a bad coach experience and like that SRC had had in some way sort of impacted them or inspired them. 
Um, so to see those women come together was really cool. And then we're trying to do more like reunion opportunities for us all to connect and just following along too. like a lot of those girls from 2018 or women have, um, have now coached like they're, you know, the head coach of a cross country team, or they've really invested in the running community in other ways. One is an author, a speaker. So just really, really cool. Or a few are authors actually of books. So just phenomenal to, and inspired, um, by the, the community that we built. Yeah. Yeah. That's really invaluable. And I love talking about body image, you know, and having a healthy and positive body image, which as we, we know, especially as women and and men too, and we have daughters that it's just so important to put that healthy, I don't know, the healthy image out there for women to follow. And, and, and I know you've, you've been such a big proponent of that. I love you just recently did a post where you talked about, you know, being a soccer player and, and your and you know, the image of yourself. And, and that really was moving to me because I think we all go through that, you know, where we kind of like, do I look enough like a distance runner? And yeah, so yeah, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed your perspective on that. I also, Megan, want to talk to you. And I when you this came out, I was so excited. But your ebook the intro to the trail running guide that you put together, 35-page guide, which I think is so cool. I mean, there's so many people out there that want to get into trail running and they're like, how do I, what do I do? And like, this is the perfect solution Uh to that. Yeah. Yeah. I thought I'm, I will say, I feel like I could write an encyclopedia on that, right? Like there's so much to include. I was finding that as I wrote this book of, wow, I could really add more on and, you know, but I wanted to condense it down like to a simplified version because there are so many books out there that are maybe a hundred or 200 pages. And so how can we condense it into a single book that kind of outlines everything you need to know and help someone along that journey? So I would say it's really an introductory guide, but yeah, it's something that I hope to, you know, have iterations of and second and third editions. And so it's been a good way to, and also a great resource for those I coach just to add on to, um, to the knowledge that they have and the resources. Yeah, it immediately sounded like, okay, looking for part two, three, four, five, as you, you know, like dive deeper, more details. And are there a lot of ultra running coaches out there? And, and yeah, what is that like? Have you, do you have a coach or are yeah. you coaching? And what's that whole experience like? Yeah, so I, I've had a coach actually for the past couple of years. And it's been really great to work with him. And I'm sort of switching gears to, um, to work a little bit under like Nell Rojas's training plan just for a bit for the marathon. And so um, I'm really excited to kind of switch it up, but I do really see the value in having a coach and think that's a great part, an important part of training. Um, in terms of ultra running coaches, there are. So if you would have asked someone probably five, 10 years ago, it was more of the wild west in terms of coaching. Like people were just trying things. And even now I know a lot of people in that community and I'm speaking for like the pro runners train in so many different ways. Um, so it's cool to see their training styles, but yeah, it's definitely blown up and there's a lot more coaches out there now, which is really neat. Including yourself. You're a coach. What do you love most about coaching? Yeah. So I, 
I love breaking down barriers for those to get into the sport. And so whatever that might be to help them feel more welcome or to let them know that I think even some people are intimidated by me, which I'm like, don't be, you know, I, I'm nice and I, I don't always run fast. And I, I don't know, it's just like walking is okay too. Like even professional trail runners walk and especially in ultras. So I think it's just, yeah, kind of breaking down myths or barriers for people and especially getting women into the sport. Um, and then also bringing them together and, and having that sense of empowerment, like, oh my gosh, I didn't think I could do that. I never thought I could run an ultra, right? Like someone saying that and that feeling like, you know, pretty fulfilling for me as a coach as well, just to have been a small part of their journey. Okay. So for those of you out there listening who want to get into trail running or ultra running and you need a coach, we will put Megan's information in the (laughs) show notes. You need to get in touch with her because I would want you to be my coach because you're always so like warm and happy and like encouraging, you know? And I think that's, there's a value to that. Like we, we do this for fun, right? And we need someone to kind of like be, you know, like really encouraging. And I find that <laughs> yeah, with you. Definitely. So. <laughs> I always tell my athletes at the end of the day, like if it's not enjoyable, you're not having fun, then it's not worth doing. Like that's the whole, whole point of our goal is also to improve, right? But not at the cost of your health or your happiness. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I can't wait to talk about Golden Colorado, such a beautiful place. All right, so you've been there since June, right? It is, yeah, since June. Uh Okay, so I know you have explored so many running routes and trails and things. So So many. (laughs) Only every route in Golden. (laughs) Tell us a couple of your favorite places. Where would you direct us to go on a run? Oh, boy. Okay, well, everyone that, you know, lives in or has been to Golden typically knows there's a or should know, I guess there's two tables. There's a North table and a South table. North table seems to be the most common place people go. South isn't all that exciting. No offense. It's a good, like, it's a good flat. Once you get it to the top, you know, if you want to do like trail tempos, that's good. Um, North table is about an eight mile loop round trip. If you do the big loop, but you can also do a four or five or six, you know, a smaller loop if you go up top. Um, so North table's good. It's right by new terrain brewing too, which is a draw for a lot of people. And then I live right by apex park. I kind of think that's a hidden gem that not a lot of people go to. It's a little more of a biker centric place, but it's also great for running. Um, green mountain has great views of Denver itself and lookout mountain chimney Gulch is also a pretty steep climb. I think it must climb a thousand feet in the first couple miles or first mile and a half ish. So it's pretty straight up, but it's, it gives a great view of golden as well at the top. Ooh, nice. Sound good. So apex park, is that all trails or do you have any sort of varied terrain? Yeah. So I typically use, um, all trails is one app I use. And then also, or, oh, you mean as a all on trails? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, all trails, the app <laughs> trail run project, by the way, I think is amazing to link up trails. There's one called Chimpex, which is chimney gulch to apex. And you go all the way around and I think it's about 12 or 13. So that's a nice oh. one as well. Or you can do out and back, um, a lot of climbing, But you were asking, yeah, is it mostly all on the trail? It definitely is, um, which is just such a luxury. Like I have to remind myself to be grateful that there's a just tremendous amount of 
all trails in a way um, versus I just remember, yeah, like visiting family in Texas, for instance, where my parents live and it's your trail is basically a ditch, you know, like uh, you get excited about a ditch. So there's oh, a, a lot more to see out here, probably similar to where you are. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, you know, one of the things we touch on, not every episode, but sometimes is our hazards, like, like, uh, mm -hmm. you know, animals yeah. and stuff. And it got yeah. me to thinking about what you said. How much do you have to worry about animals versus the animals on the mountain bikes on the trails? Are you competing <laughs> with them at all? <laughs> Definitely. I would say North Table and Apex are full of bikers. So you got to watch out for them. Um, in terms of animals, I've only seen moose up in Netherlands. So I stayed with a friend up there early in the year and I have seen, and I know they see a moose all the time. So moose are a little scary. I would say that's probably the biggest fear for a lot of people is seeing one. I was okay. You know, my friends have all been okay, but I don't see any moose on the regular out here. I see a lot of deer, some elk, um, which I'm not too afraid of, but I want to keep my dog on leash for that reason. Some coyotes or coyotes as people call them. And, uh, they're not as scary either. At first I thought they were scary and a biker told me, don't be afraid. They're okay. At least for humans. And then lastly, um, there have been some bear sightings actually within my neighborhood and apex. So I don't really go out at night. I try to just avoid that on apex and go other places that are more populated and more well-lit. Now, do you ever, um, if you're a morning runner, do you ever worry about things like that? Cause I know here on our trails, the trail runners in our neighborhood are always like, you don't go out at dawn on your runs because yeah. that's when the mountain lions, they're dawn and dusk. Mountain lions. I didn't even mention that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then that was Mostly because I haven't seen one yet. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't really do that either. I would probably say, yeah, I don't. <laughs> Green Mountain, if you're going to be in Golden, I feel like Green Mountain and North Table are really highly populated even at those times. So and they're not, I try to pick a trail that's not like right on the trees or the forest. So like the way that Green Mountain is, it's sort of just like these foothills in the middle of subdivisions all around. So you almost feel like, okay, if there was a mountain lion, they probably wouldn't just be hanging out here. So at least that's my logic. I don't know if that <laughs> makes sense, but I do have a couple of friends that have seen a bear or a mountain lion. So yeah, be careful for sure. And I typically try to run with a friend if I'm going to run early like that, or um, have a headlamp on and just be really cautious and watch what's around me. Yeah. That's Same stuff nice. you do if you were uh, downtown LA or Manhattan, right? <laughs> True. <Yeah. laughs> Maybe pepper spray, but I don't know if that works on a mountain lion or a bear. Get yeah, a, bear spray. Bear spray. Pretty hefty. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Uh, okay, Megan. What about food? Like, yes. where would we go out for the meals? breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Yeah, I had to take notes on this too. <laughs> I uh, well, one of my favorite places is Cafe Thirteen, which is a um, more of a coffee shop, but it's also got outdoor seating and brunch on the weekends. And every day of the week, they have pretty good food as well for breakfast kind of foods. That's downtown Golden. Um, Windy Saddle is another coffee shop downtown. Um, let's see, I, I wrote these down so I wouldn't forget them. Woody's pizza. Um, a lot of people rave about Woody's pizza and I've, I've enjoyed it myself as well. If you're into Indian type food, there's one called the Sherpa house. That's pretty tasty downtown. And, um, there's one called the cidery, 
but cidery something 49 or 14 and golden. Basically, if you walk downtown golden, you'll see the, uh, the small handful of restaurants. There's not that many here. So you, which is nice if you get overwhelmed easily, it's not like Pearl street and Boulder. Right. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 So it's a little bit of a, obviously a smaller yeah, town wider place. Yeah. Definitely. Boulder. Yeah. So with that in mind, where are you recommending us to stay in terms of boutique properties, Airbnbs? Because we we can't send everybody to your place. (laughs) Right. As much as I'd love to host everyone. Um, Yes. And I may have a move coming, staying in the area, hopefully. But uh, yeah, hopefully still golden. So I would probably say, I mean, Airbnb, if you want to be close to a trail, I'm sure you could find some really cool ones on the, I'm trying to think of what side of town, the side of town with the mountains. So closer to Apex or closer to uh, maybe North Table area. I would also say there is this hotel downtown and I cannot think of the name. I'm not a big hotel goer, but there's a very ancient Golden Hotel. I may just need to look it up so we have it in the show notes. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Downtown Golden that I, I recall as being really cool. That's cool. I was also thinking when we were talking, you know, saying hotels. Also, I was thinking Golden, Colorado. I was thinking craft beer or beers. Um, I imagine oh, yeah. there's a bunch of breweries. Also, very easy to remember. It's called the Golden Hotel. <laughs> so, oh, that's right. probably why I didn't know what it was called. The Golden Hotel. Stay there. Uh, craft beers. Yes, there's a ton of those. So new terrain. Coors Brewing is braced here. So if you like Coors Light or Coors, they have a lot of different beers too. I didn't know about. No ciders though. That's my favorite. Um, we have Coda Brewing is pretty good. That's close to South Table. This is for the runners if you want to stop there after. And then um, Holla Daily is kind of a hidden gem as well. They have gluten-free beers. So if someone's gluten-free, but they want to enjoy beer, go to Holla Daily. And lastly, I would say, oh, Mountain Toad is in downtown Golden. And then Golden Mill is one other spot that has a lot. It's sort of hard to explain. It's like an outdoor food court, but like a nice food court. They have a sushi bar up top and they have a rooftop you can sit at. And then the drinks are kind of like you get a cup, you swipe your card and you can fill it up with anything you'd like. So pretty fun if you like to sample different kinds. Yeah. yeah. That's really cool. And yeah. even though it's a small town, how's the, the nightlife? If I'm going to go out, you know, for a night on the town in, in golden, which might just be sitting under the stars. I don't know. You- yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I would say if you're going to go out for a night on the town, luckily Denver is only, uh, it's like 18 minutes from my house or sometimes 15 to 17. So yeah, less than 20 minutes away. You can always go to Denver. However, um, and there's great transportation there from Lakewood another town nearby. Um, However, if you want like a more mellow golden style nightlife, I'd probably say golden mill or new terrain is going to be the most likely to have, you know, new terrain might have some live music going on, food trucks, very dog friendly, which is always a plus and family friendly. Um, Golden mill is another one. And then there is one speakeasy bar that I can't think of the name of, but that's also downtown golden. And then I think there's a saloon that I've never been to either, but I hear they're nice. Only in Colorado. I love, you gotta go to a saloon and a speakeasy bar. That would be pretty pretty cool. cool. They do have fancy drinks. I'll say I've got, I've uh, been there once. So 
That yeah. sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We're going to come back another. to Golden. I know. We got to yeah. make another trip. I feel like when I come, though, I need to like incorporate a race, like a trail race or something. I'll have mm-hmm. you coach me. Oh, yeah. And I'll have plenty of suggestions, too. So just don't pick the one at 12,000. Pick the one at six. Yes. I will make sure I don't do that. Uh, Well, speaking of races, what races are your favorite or what would you recommend for people coming? Yeah. So since I've only done a couple here and I'm not going to tell everyone to run Leadville or Hard Rock or something (laughs) crazy. um, Those are a couple, though, notable ones to come watch, if anything. Run Rabbit Run is another up in Steamboat. But in terms of Golden, I would say what we're known for is the Golden Gate Dirty 30. So that's in Golden Gate State Park. Um, It's a great place. I've got a state parks pass and I love going there in the fall. That's beautiful. This one's actually in June. So a little bit of heat, you know, if you're okay with the hot weather, sounds like coming from California, you would be, that would be the great one um, to do. So that's a 30 miler, roughly a 50 K and there may be some shorter distances as well. I'd need to look into that. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Um, What is your favorite season in golden? Oh, um, probably like anywhere from August is still a little warm. So maybe as it turns, but I kind of like the month of August for some reason. So August through, cause you can still go up 14ers and there's no snow. There's really not much snow now and it's November. So probably August through October, like as that turn of the end of summer, early fall, I would say spring is pretty mucky. So not the greatest time for trail running, but yeah, that like late summer, early fall is probably my favorite. Nice. And besides the state park, what's the one thing we should see before we leave Golden? Yeah. Or is it just the state park? (laughs) Golden Gate State Park, which is actually a little bit outside of Golden. Oh, that's tough. Lookout Mountain has a pretty cool spot like that not a lot of people go to or you get a really good view. So you could climb Chimney Gulch up to Lookout Mountain. I'd probably say that would be a cool spot if you've already seen downtown Golden. Sounds like you have. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when we were there, did we go? I don't think we went downtown Golden. Very briefly. We were very Uh, much like outside in the mountains. Wait, you know what? I have something else for everyone. Um, We have a new path especially great for like a flat path um, that goes through Clear Creek Canyon. So if you haven't been up the canyon, I would actually say that would be my place that not a lot of people think to go to, but you can take it from downtown. You can take Clear Creek Canyon up a few miles into the canyon and it's just beautiful. And so they've recently redone that path. And I would just say that's, that's a nice spot to visit Mm. too. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Okay. That sounds great. What about running stores? We have one, uh, Runner's <laughs> Roost. That's how small Golden is, right? I it's figured there was going to be one. <laughs> There's one store, yeah. It's just funny to me that it feels like such a small town, but we're really surrounded by a lot of other places. Um, yeah, Runner's Roost, which there's also one in uh, Boulder. So, All right, everybody. If you go to Golden, you can get your... If you forget something, they do have one. <laughs> and, <laughs> one and we, do, store. we have a few outdoor stores downtown, like one's called Icelandic, and then there's like a big mountain warehouse place. So if you need like outdoorsy stuff, you could probably find it there too. I think they sell running shoes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Otherwise, you're at Runner's Roost, which is a very tiny one. That's awesome. Hey, one is better than none, especially if it's a good quality store. We've yeah. definitely had some conversations where it was like, 
uh, just order online. Don't forget anything. You yeah. know, like, oh, <laughs> man, really? So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it is what it is. Definitely. Um, podcast host to podcast host. What yeah. do you love most and least about hosting a podcast? Oh, that's, a, that's a good one. <laughs> most and least. Oh, oh, should I start with least? I think I just yeah, thought of it. Least. I really thrive on um, kind of knowing how my work impacts people and sort of seeing that in their eyes. And I don't get that in podcasting. Like you don't always, I love to read messages, but 90% of people aren't going to write, you know, a review at least. I, I'm sure there's like a lot more people that have listened to podcasts without sharing what they think about it. So that's probably number one that I sort of, um, just a downside of it, right. Is that you don't always see the immediate impact it has on the listener. Um, the upside and something I love, it's just been the connections formed. I know that sounds kind of corny or straightforward, but I, I think it's also too, like, you never know, like we've made it part of our mission to, um, to interview people whose stories haven't necessarily been shared, who maybe have never been on a podcast or just haven't been on very many or haven't gotten a lot of limelight. And, you know, no matter what their running accomplishments, just getting to know them as a human and as a person beyond running, I think has been really, really cool. And just being able to connect our, our guests with one another, or our guests to listeners. So that's something I love and continue to love about it. I agree. Uh, the connection yeah has been it's just, it's different than even being on a forum or a facebook page and you're kind of going back and forth in a group yes. and those are all great love all of that but there's something about voice to voice and even in our case you know face to face voice to voice across the <laughs> the world is is just amazing absolutely i agree natalie do you have a favorite or least yeah i agree with you i in this year that we've been doing the podcast like we have met some incredible people. Yeah. I mean, and it's just like, you know, those connections that you that you make and you know that someday you're going to run into that person at a race or you're going to go to their town and say, hey, you want to go for a run? And like, you know, they're going to say, yeah, let's go for a run. And like, you've made this like friendship, this connection. And so that for me, I'm a people person. And I just, mm -hmm. I really love that. So that's awesome. Yeah, it's super cool. And then I don't know, you probably had people on the show that you know, too, and you sort of get to know them in a new way. Like even if it's a good friend of yours or family member or something, you get to really interact with them on another level. So sure. yeah, no, that's so fun. true. We've had people on that, that yeah. I've sort of known and you too. And yeah, then it's like, Oh, we yeah. didn't know that about you. Like yeah. we've kind of known you or been acquainted with you for a couple of years. And like, they'll say something. I'm like, Oh my gosh, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. <laughs> Yeah. Well, Megan, we love to ask our guests this last question, and you probably know what it is if you've listened to the show, but if you could run anywhere in the world, where would it be and why? Oh, boy. I know. I, I heard this question, and gosh, <laughs> I well, I've run in Italy, so that's one place. Um, if I had to just pick one, because I'm torn between like Ireland, Scotland in sort of like the area that... Um, Maybe that's more like where CCC or UTMB takes place. I'm thinking of races that are big. So either like the mountain or Alps, maybe the Alps in Europe, or I have to have like an either or somewhere really exotic in New Zealand. Ooh. That might be cool. Like mm -hmm. I, I have to think of a good trail, but um, Tarawara or Tarawara, there's this 100K that's out there that looks gorgeous. So I'm sort of basing it on races, but I'd, I'd have to do more research into those trails. 
Yeah. Those all sound top yeah. notch. Those are top notch places to pick from. Yes. New Zealand has been on my list for a while. Has yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. So where can everybody find you and everything that you're doing? Like your coaching, the trail running guide, strong runner chicks, all of it. Where can they find you? Yeah, they can find me at um so at Meg Inspire is my personal Instagram and then meginspire.com. Uh just yeah, I never changed that. That's been my name for a while on there. So it's funny. People will run up to me. I'm not that famous or anything, but I've had someone come up to me and say, are you Meg Inspire? Like, yeah. yeah, that's, that's my name. That's yeah. Cool. And then, um, yeah, strong runner chicks. We're at strong run chicks on Instagram and strongrunnerchicks.com. And then we also have the podcast as well. And we've had Natalie on the show. So awesome. yeah, Check that one out. Know, yeah. go back and at least listen to that one episode. Yeah. Well, it was really fun to, to, and I was, I, I always, also was very honored to be on your show. You've had some amazing guests. Well, very cool. I'm so glad you guys have a podcast. I think that's, it's just been a joy to listen to, and I hope you keep making episodes and I'm excited to see what's in store for Sweet Run. So thank you so much, Megan. And thank you for taking some time to chat with us. Everyone go follow Megan Flanagan. We'll have all of her information in the show notes. When we come to Golden, we would love to to go for a run. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Can't At, wait to have you. On the low end of the altitude scale. <laughs> or, or, or we'll go a couple days in. Let, let, That's right. Let me get adjusted. Yeah. Don't go too far it. up that canyon or you'll hit 12,000. So just That's stop That's right. It. We're going to yeah. keep it right at six. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Possibly seven. That's about sure, it. Sure. We'll go for a little, little, little altitude game. But yeah. yeah, Megan, thank you so much. This has been great. Thank you. It's been a joy. Thanks yes. And me. happy Thanksgiving. Yeah. Oh, you too. Yeah. Bye. Megan, thank you so much for joining us on the show. Your move to Golden, Colorado is proof that running is the best way to learn a new town. Despite having only been in Golden less than a year, you've explored so many of the running options and have a great sense of what the city has to offer. As a girl dad, I personally wanted to say thank you for creating such a wonderful community with strong runner chicks to empower and educate young women, specifically as runners and athletes in general. Everyone, follow Megan and her community, Strong Runner Chicks, at Strong Run Chicks on Instagram. Come follow us at Sweet Run, Nat Runs Far, and on SweetRun.com. A huge thank you to our friends at Inside Tracker for sponsoring the show. Use the code SweetRun to take 25% off on everything that they have to offer. We love the essentials package. Go find out what's going on inside your body and have an awesome day racing season a big thank you to inside tracker are you guys enjoying the sweet run podcast we are loving bringing you this awesome content with amazing athletes from all over the world sharing their personal journey and the tidbits and intimate details about where they live we really appreciate you guys being here join us next week for another great conversation with an awesome runner living in a great location we'll see you then we will see you then